where nobody knows your name, season five is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's right, it's season five. Welcome back. How have you been, John? Not too bad. As you say, James, season five, we've finished the dregs of season four. Not that dregs was a bad thing. I was going to say, that's a that's a bit harsh. Favourite season was season four. I'm just trying to, you know, bring a bit of bar symbolism to, to our podcast. We finished the dregs of the barrel of uh, season four in our roundup last week. We've changed the barrels. We've got a fresh case of season five that we're ready to pour the first pint from. And what a first pint it is. Get the answer to who Sam proposed to. And I'll tell you what, John, you suggested Boaty McBoatface and you were closer than you thought. I was going to say this. I, yeah, I was very surprised. Uh, I, that's, in, that's in my notes, James. How I think I might be clairvoyant. There's a little teaser for you, audience. It wasn't Boaty McBoatface, but it was close. <laughs> And this episode, James, came out on the 25th of September, 1986, and it was written by Peter Casey and David Lee. Directed, of course, by James Bowes. The one and only. <laughs> apart from that one time so far. Apart from that one time, yeah. But apart, <laughs> apart from that, the, the one and only James Bowes. So where should we kick off? Should we kick off with the cold open? Yeah, which answers the question. This episode aired four months and ten days after the season four finale. Lucky you, audience, listening to this podcast, you only have to wait three weeks to find out who, who Sam proposed to. Or, you know, you, you might have already watched the episode. <laughs> you might have already watched the episode. Who am I to judge? As you said, we do get to see the, the other side of the phone call when Sam asks if the mysterious person will marry him. What was your opinion, James, of the reveal? Humorous. And we're both avoiding who's saying it, who it is, just to keep that tension ramped up. I'm not going to say it at all, all, all the way through this season. <laughs> It was humorous because the person who Sam proposed to usually... It was Diane. <laughs> it was Diane. It was Diane. She usually tries to display some kind of elegance and she answered the phone in an inelegant way. So that's what amused me. <laughs> Eating chicken in her pajamas. That was more than a chicken leg. I feel like that was turkey leg. It was huge. Turkey, that's the word. I put in notes, <laughs> chicken and then in brackets, big chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, turkey leg uh, with a, like a face mask on. Not, not the ones that we're used to, like a... a Beauty face mask. Yeah, that's what it's called. A towel. A towel in the hair. And then uh, after the proposal, she rummages for a bin and finds a picture of Sam she'd put in there. A framed photo. She threw the frame out as well. That's how much she wanted rid of it. It had peelings of carrot on it as well. But the, what this uh, cold open does do is it tells us who Sam proposed to, but it also sets up the episode because Diane says a phrase, every woman wants her proposal to be enchanting, something she can remember for the rest of her life, which sets up uh, the episode where Sam has to now create a really meaningful and wondrous proposal. Bit of a challenge for Sam, but some expert in love uh, gives a suggestion to him. <laughs> There's a few suggestions around, but he returns to the bar. This is out of the cold open now, James. We're in the main episode, and he asks for some advice. He asks Woody, I think, about some restaurant ideas. I think Carla gives some good witty ideas as well. Woody suggests a French restaurant, a fancy French restaurant, which he's never dined at, but he's used the restrooms. <laughs> <laughs> but then Cliff comes out with a banger of a suggestion. Yeah, I feel like it's once in a blue moon, Cliff comes up with an all right suggestion. And he says, a sailboat anchored offshore, chilled champagne, candlelit dinner underneath the stars. There is a bit of some queries from, from the, the gang at the bar asking who Sam's asking out. And Sam says, just a special evening, you'll find out tomorrow kind of thing. 
He'll come back with big news tomorrow. Ooh. But he confides in Woody and he tells Woody that he's going to propose to someone. Sam goes, I want to propose. And Woody goes, gee, Sam, I'm flattered. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Woody comes back and kind of just tells everyone. There is a, a quick reference to Aldridge from last season. Yes. And they do a 21 peanut salute. Yeah, which was nice. Should we uh moment silence for Janet? There we go. Right. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what this episode does. It moves on pretty quick. And... There's a few ideas, and then when Woody reveals that Sam's going to propose, Carla and Fraser twig pretty quick and do like a Home Alone scream. <laughs> yeah, because they, they figured it out. Norm doesn't care. No, he's pretty cool. He's chilled, you know. Chilled like his drink of choice. Beer? <laughs> There's also another good suggestion from Woody. Well, I, I say good suggestion, humorous suggestion of uh, how to woo someone. He says, uh, now my Uncle Wade was a master of putting a woman in a romantic mood. When asked what he does, he says he uh, gave them money. I don't want to be the one to explain that joke to you, John. I, I understand the joke. I don't think Woody understood the joke. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Woody says it worked like a charm. <laughs> Poor naive Woody. <laughs> it took Carla's suggestions and made them look all right, actually, I think. So they go to the boat. I, I did say Bodie McBoatface last episode in our season four review as my contender, which uh, for those who might not know in the US... There was a UK poll. <laughs> it was an Arctic exploration vessel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they, they said, we'll trust the public to name this in a poll. <laughs> the public had come in with uh, ideas. And the hands-down winner was Boaty McBoatface, which then they went, no, we're not using that. They called it the Sir David Attenborough yeah. in the end, didn't they? That just shows they didn't listen to the people. But maybe the Cheers writers did. They heard me say it in the future. And they wrote it in for this uh, romantic boat proposal. It does seem quite romantic. There's a nice theme tune to it, to the evening. Uh, we'll set the scene. They're stranded in, a, in the middle of a, I just say the ocean, middle of like a lake, maybe. Sam proposes. Diane shoots him down. Yeah, very instinctively as well. You know, for the longest time I kept pretending about you. I guess I was afraid to really admit my feelings. But from the very start, down deep inside, I have been crazy about you. Crazier about you than any other woman I've ever met. I mean, hell, I was crazy about you even when I hated you. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, will you marry me? No. No? No. Are you serious? I'm afraid I am. There must be in some salt water there, John. And then Sam threatens to throw her overboard. Yeah, so he says, um, you've got two choices. One, I can throw you in. Or two, you can jump in. And Diane sort of just walks off. And then uh, when she is floating in, in the ocean, she says, Sam, throw me a line. Okay, what's a nice girl like you doing in an ocean like this? Sam! There's a lot of quips in this episode, actually. Then he does throw her a uh, flotation ring. Uh, there's another line afterwards as well. And he says, I brought you on here so I could be dumped with a nautical theme. I like that as well. Doesn't everyone want to be? <laughs> I tried to set you up for, for some earlier, James. I said there was a theme to this evening. It was the Popeye theme. Sam likes to whistle the Popeye theme whenever he's out at sea. And I'll tell you what, I've often talked about the nautical connections in Cheers, what with Melville's, mm. and Sam sort of being a 
Captain Ahab type in how you know he's trying to conquer his own quest for alcohol while also being the captain of the good ship Cheers. So if we go back onto the the boat that is, let's just christen it Bodie McBoatface. So Diane says that she comes onto the boat with every intention of accepting his proposal. But when Sam spoke of Janet earlier on the boat, she sort of got this very, uh, very doubtful kind of thing. And uh, she said, what if wanting to marry her is just a knee jerk reaction to losing Janet? Could be. And he says, does he want Diane or does he just want someone? She says she can't say yes when she's got that doubt in her head. Logical. Logical. But don't get onto a boat if you've got doubts. <laughs> exactly. Lesson one. Diane is rescued back on to the boat because Sam, I guess, doesn't want her to die. They sit in there kind of contemplative and Diane's trying to be like, no, Sam, it's only logical. And Sam kind of has a bit of a, (laughs) what do you call it? A breakdown. Breakdown, yeah. And there's a great line where he comes out kind of with this face of wonder, but a bit crazy. And he goes, look, the stars are new. The moon is new. Sam Malone is new. And I like him. And I like them. And they like me. And none of us like you. He does go a bit full uh, shining mental breakdown. (laughs) What it reminds me of is, uh, this would be perhaps an obscure reference, but it's when Al Pacino played King Herod in Salome, the Oscar Wilde. Play, and I think he's just drunk all the time. And in in Salome, every so often the characters look at the moon and describe it and how they perceive it. And what it's meant to represent is, you know, the different priorities and desires of the different characters. But <laughs> Al Pacino's character just goes, the moon, isn't isn't she so young and beautiful? <laughs> and you're just going, all right. <laughs> so that's what it reminded me of. I just did a quick Google, James. The symbolism of the moon also means uh, sort of a cycle and uh, sort of symbolism of eternity, enlightenment, and kind of those kind of vibes. Maybe this is the cycle of someone's Ian starting again. And maybe Sam's got a realisation that that cycle is going to last forever. Tell you what, we're deep cuts in the season five premiere. (laughs) But then Sam just sails away. He says he's going to swim ashore. Diane tells me he can't do that. And he goes, I'll take the dinghy. You see how quickly the new Sam adjusts. Paddles away, whistling the Popeye theme to himself. Yeah, he quotes Popeye as well and goes, well, I am what I am. And that's all that I am. And Diane's left alone in the ocean. This has not been a good first episode for either of them. We do return back to the bar and we hear Norm talking about Vera's went away for a bit and he's hoping they'll have a special meal when they get back, when Vera gets back. And uh, when asked what he'll uh, make for Vera, he says whatever Vera feels like cooking when she's come off a five-hour coach trip or something. Come on, Norm. The day after, he says uh, well, they had a, a hot night in the bedroom last night. And Cliff goes, uh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioning broke down. That's the whole B-plot to this episode, I think. No time for a B-plot. <laughs> Meanwhile, Norm complains about Vera again. Two jokes, that's all he had time for. But Sam returns to Cheers, and he's kind of back to the old Sam a bit. The same happy-go-lucky, womanizing Sam. Much to Diane's chagrin. But even before Diane returns, he has a, a word with Fraser, and he says he's worried Diane might get hurt. Oh yes, this plot was... Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Fraser says, that's very noble of you. Sam reveals, no, he's been dreaming of killing Diane. And it felt so good, Fraser. <laughs> and, and then I think this Fraser 
tries to sort of empathize a bit, maybe. Yeah, Fridge was like, ah, uh, yes, we, I've had that dream. He says it's normal for sane people to entertain insane impulses sometimes. And then sort of admits to having dreams where he puts his hands around Diane's windpipe and strangles her. Finger is tightening. Cartilage snapping. <laughs> and uh, I'm a respected psychiatrist. <laughs> I think he might be insane. So that was quite dark. But then Diane returns and she's like, my neck hurt when I fell into the water. Give me a massage, Fraser. And I'm like, Diane, even if you said no to Sam, why are you asking your ex-boyfriend, particularly one you jilted at the altar, why are you asking him to give you a massage? That's a bit forward. But there's, there's quite a nice back and forth as well, where Diane sort of says, you wouldn't imagine what kind of thing I've put him through. And Fraser just does a look kind of like, really? Really, Diane? Gonna do this now, Diane? In front of all these people at Cheers? And then he gives her a massage and his hands move around the neck. And then he gets distracted and has to go, sorry, what? I'm, I'm sane. <laughs> He's going to be roommates with Andy Andy soon, isn't he? That's what's going <laughs> to uh, They're called cellmates. Is a cell a room? I believe so. We're talking about insanity, we get a nice quote from Cliff as well. It's referring to women. He says, when they're not turning down your proposals of marriage, they're accusing you of suspicious behaviour in a lingerie changing room. Cre- creepy Cliff. I believe Woody questions him and goes, uh, what are you talking about, Cliff? And he just goes, yeah, just, uh, just someone I know. <laughs> I think he needs another holiday. I think that is it. Once he was on holiday, all of his craziness sort of simmered a bit. Because he has something to focus on. Yeah, and once he came back from Florida, he was a bit weird, but I wouldn't say troublesome. <laughs> Speaking of crimes, Diane comes in and re-accepts Sam's proposal. And Sam has to tell her the statue of limitations on that proposal ran out the second your feet hit the water. There was a moment in this, it was just after that line actually, I think, Sam turns with like a big sort of, hey, towards people and no one really laughs. <laughs> They go, yes, Sam, that's that's great. And it just sort of cuts to them and nobody's laughing. And I thought it was quite a weird moment in the episode. Sam tries to kind of get away from the whole Diane thing. So try, tries to take his boat out to sea again. Uh, and he meets a man of the cloth, Monsignor Demarest. This religious man, strangely, says to Sam, Nah, Sam, don't be introspective and think about your life on a boat. Go and find new women. Yeah, <laughs> which we don't see this scene, but I thought it was odd advice coming from a Monsignor. Frasier tells Diane that Sam will be on the boat this evening. Sam gives the boat to uh, the Monsignor, tries to date women who are long on legs and short on syllables. What a sleazy line. Sleaze master Sam Malone. Sam's back. So that sets up a farcical last scene of the episode. Yeah. Diane believes Sam's out on this boat, but really it's a Monsignor. And Diane gets a little speedboat out to the boat and takes off her coat and she's wearing... Lingerie. You'd be cold on a boat. You would be cold, but luckily she's going to snuggle in next to Sam. She not bring any other clothes though. Going to be a big surprise when she finds out it's not Sam. And it is a surprise. She goes down and calls in next to her and says hello. And then one soon you goes... <laughs> <laughs> and she screams. <laughs> and he goes, you got two choices. <laughs> What Sam does say of this episode is that he's dedicating his life to life, liberty, and the pursuit of every woman in Boston except that one. Nobody leaves him and Diane gets back to work, is how the episode ends, hmm. after the farcical happenings on... On, on Bodie Mugboat face. 
I suppose an important thing to add to this episode is that although there were no major guest stars, we do get the, uh, I was going to say promotion. But it is a promotion, yeah. Of uh, Kelsey Grammer as Fraser Crane becoming a series regular, a main cast. Al Rosen has an uncredited appearance as Al. That's trivia. Way back in the, in that cold open that we talked about at the beginning of this episode, uh, when Diane's saying she, she wants something memorable as a proposal, she lists a couple of things which she doesn't care for. Can you remember what they are? I want to say something which Sam has expressed admiration of before. So something like cowboy films and takeout or something like that. Sports arenas, theme parks or miniature golf. What phrase does Diane end the phone call at the start of the episode with? And what does it mean? Oh, I should have looked this up because I thought thought you'd come up with this. It's something Latin. (laughs) That's a guess. It's a language which was from Latin, but it's not actually Latin. She says bonsoir, mon coeur, which means... Goodbye. Literal translation, good evening, my heart, but usually means good night, sweetheart. Ah. Which is nice. Yeah. And Sam doesn't understand it either. Being classy here with some French lessons for your listeners. My next question, I think I actually gave the answer away earlier in this episode, James. When Vera returns home from Springfield, what does Norm hope will be on the menu? Whatever Vera feels like cooking. Yeah, whatever Vera feels like whipping up after a five-hour bus trip. Take out all the pizza, mate, yeah, come to on. take out. When they're suggesting places for this proposal, and the restaurant La Petite Orange comes up, what terms are used to describe this restaurant? So I've got the same question for you, James. So I've got all the answers. It's real dark in there. Uh, they've got a guy running around playing the guitar, or violin, sorry. Uh, and they've got pictures of guys that are half men, half horse. Yes. To which Woody says he thought he was like hallucinating. I assume pictures of centaurs and not the other way around, because that would be... <laughs> Quick question. Um, do you know what Le Petit Orange Restaurant uh, means? The small orange. It's the small orange. That's French as well. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Who taught Sam how to sail? Oh, I don't know. His name was Cappy Johnny, and he was the one who whistled Popeye the Sailor Man and why it's stuck with Sam uh, whenever he's out at sea. <laughs> so when uh, Sam's pulling the bar for uh, some ideas for his uh, date, what is uh, Carla's suggestion and why does Sam rule it out? I don't know. Is it how Nick proposed to her? No. Well, it could be. Could be, I don't don't know. Uh, But her suggestion is a nude barbecue, and Sam rules it out, and he says, it's kind of dangerous with all the sparks. He's right, yeah. (laughs) And that's why he didn't do Carla's idea. It wasn't safe for that PG rating. That's the last call at the bar, James. Our first last call of season five. I suppose we should talk about how we feel after the cliffhanger and how it's been resolved. Or not resolved, maybe. Yeah, I think that's more accurate. I think Diane's a bit deluded. Uh, to be honest she was like i'll say yes and then i'll say no and then i'll say yes and i'm just like ugh. if that's gonna carry on all season i'm not particularly looking forward to that yeah i'll agree with that i was a bit not disappointed in retrospect i think it did make sense that it was diane who sam was proposing to it did what well, hasn't quite worked for me so far and as the season goes on i might change my mind it's kind of it it's not resolved the plot any further and now it's made it into more of a farcical kind of situation where diane is persisting a proposal that no longer is there and it's making diane chase a lot more and in, in all the other series it was kind of sam chasing diane james i'm going to pitch you what i thought could have been 
are really good. You know, like jump from season three to season four, there was a time jump. Time jump again, yeah? We're in a wedding. That's the cold open. A bride walks down with a veil on. You still don't know who it is. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Got shivers, John. Yeah, so he's walking down the aisle. Sam's there at the end, yeah? Lift the veil up and it's Janet, yeah? Ooh. And then yeah. you see that even Diane's there and she's quite happy in the audience. And then when the priest says, does anyone object? Guess who's objecting? Janet? Carla Tortelli. Ooh. Oh, 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 the plot thickens like a nice gravy. Not necessarily professing her love to Sam, but saying that this isn't Sam. Now that is interesting, yes. I'll just leave it there. That's, that's what I'll say. Oh, and that's how you'd start season five. That's how I would have started season five. Carla could even say, you know, Janet's not up for you. We all know Diane is. That, that would have been just something a bit or, different. Or, or something like Diane would be better in a kind of sarcastic Carla way, but still having some weight to it. Or uh, then Sam's at the altar and by accident he says Diane's name. What, like Ross and Emily? Was it Ross and Emily's wedding? Yeah. I believe that was her name, where he says Rachel's name. First instincts, I'm not 100% with what's happened, but I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that Diane seems a lot more desperate. It seems against character because she's usually a bit more sly i guess she's usually a bit a bit more sneaky about how she were to do things you've alluded in the previous episodes that sam and diane relationship isn't necessarily a good relationship in this episode diane says making up has always been the cornerstone of our relationship and i think that's kind of getting a little bit tired maybe but we'll see how it goes well in season two we compared them unfavorably to the relationship in streetcar named desire didn't we? Mm-hmm. Which is perhaps an extreme. It's certainly, and the writers at the time freely admitted this, when people were like, this relationship shouldn't be on TV. It's not one we should be <laughs> idolizing. And the writers went, yeah, correct. It's not one you should be idolizing. <laughs> i tell you what though, James, regardless of our opinion on this episode so far and the resolution to the cliffhanger, I'm looking forward to the rest of season five. Yes. Uh, it's glad that Frasier is a main cast member now. Yeah, I'm hoping that means a lot more Fraser Crane throughout the season. As we prepare our toast, James, I'm going to say, oh, I'd like to raise a toast. No, a shrimp toast. Sam says he's going to raise a toast and then says shrimp toast. It was really witty, James. <laughs> <laughs> Let's raise it to the Sam and Diane, hopefully, for their proposal of sorts. And to Fraser Crane, you know, new main. Fraser Crane, the new main. Oh, you. <laughs> With your rhymes. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. This has been a Cheers podcast. 